0: guys, we are uh, in Lesson 17. He's going to continue with this discussion about freedom. And remember, the whole issue arose concerning whether or not it was okay to eat meat offered to idols. So he's going to touch on that again. But with that, the overall issue, because for you and I, we're really not worried about when I go to Walmart or wherever you go to get your meat, Uh, whether that stake was offered to a false god or not. That's not even entering into your mind. You just say, oh, that's a good price, I'll buy it. You know what I'm saying? In their day, they were very much bothered by because pagan, what we would call pagan, the worship of the gods was very much a part of their everyday lives. And so if you're leaving that and going to Christianity, uh, you kind of wonder, can you do that? Or you're convinced you can't do it, but then the mature in Christ are saying, oh, it's not a problem, enjoy that tiba. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy that steak or that roast. It's not going to be an issue. But Paul's trying to find the balance there and trying to help us to understand while we may have freedoms, our freedoms have limits. And that's actually a universal principle. Freedoms have limits. And um, so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to look at chapter 10, verses 23 through chapter 11, verse 1. So I want you to notice with me verse 23 and 24. Here's what Paul writes. All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Now, no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Okay. So let's take a look at that. First, we're going to see the limits on freedom, okay? Corinthians felt that they had the freedom to do anything, okay? They felt that now that they're in Christ, they can do whatever they wanted to do, okay? And, and let's be honest, that's a part of our culture. You have the freedom to do whatever, and we see that today. Whether you're bothered by it or not, it really doesn't matter. Our culture says, whatever you want to do, baby, just do it, Okay? And the Corinthians had the same attitude and same idea. Now, some of it may have been cultural for them, because you remember Corinth was a boom town, kind of like the Las Vegas, except on steroids, okay, of its day, all right? And so people just did whatever. And so they felt that they had the freedom, so it kind of carried over into their church life. It carried over into their walk with God. They felt that they had the freedom to do anything. Now, you can almost see why they would think that. Why do you think they would, especially being a believer, why do you think that that would enter into their mind that it's okay? Anybody? What's that? All about grace. Okay, grace meaning I'm forgiven. Okay, so there's forgiveness. There's no judgment. I'll just do what I got. I can do whatever I want to do. Okay? So that's basically the attitude. And and would you say it's others minded or self focused? Self focused, okay? Self focused. All right, so here's what he's saying. Paul points out that not everything is beneficial. Okay, you may have the freedom, okay, to go do whatever. But you and I know that's not beneficial, right? Okay? It's not, it's not really beneficial. So, for instance, I love, well, there's a lot of things I love. I love uh, a certain kind of cake with vanilla icing on it. I love cheesecake. It, you know, it, I have the freedom to basically eat that every meal if I wanted to. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I have, and there are times when, when I want to. Okay, so, but is that beneficial for me? No. no, no, not, especially not right now when I'm pre-diabetic. That's not, you know, that, that's not beneficial. There are things that you are allowed to do, but it's not beneficial. In fact, he, he poses it this way. He says, all things are lawful. Okay, we all agree with that. But not all things are helpful. They're not necessarily helpful to you. He continues on. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Now that's more than just building up you. That means the implication of that towards others, okay? Towards others. So not everything is uh, beneficial. So what he says here, and this is the point, Paul points out that our freedom is limited by our love for others. That's got to be the thing that binds you as a believer. You can do whatever you want to. Well, you might think you can do whatever you want to. But the point is, your freedom has to be constrained. By what? Love. Love for other people, for what's beneficial for them. Okay? Now, some of you look like you got a thought on your brain. What are you thinking? Anybody? Got a question or a thought so far? Okay, Jesus first, others second, yourself last. Okay, all right, that's, that's a good, good way of putting it, okay. Anybody else with a thought? He's basically saying, the Corinthians are saying, I can do whatever. He's saying, well, you know, that's true, but it's not necessarily beneficial. It's not necessarily good, and it may not be good for others, okay? How do you feel about that, that, that he's constraining your freedom? How do you feel about that? Okay, to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then later he would say in the law, love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, all right. So it's reflective of what Jesus would say are the two greatest commandments. And if you remember what Jesus said, upon this all the law and prophets hinge. This is the basis of spiritual life is to love God and to love other people. Okay, to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, the real spiritual ones, remember when Jesus was challenged by that, the the Pharisees said, well, who's my neighbor? You know what I'm saying? Because they had theological arguments trying to define who your neighbor was. So then Jesus uses the illustration of somebody who's despised by the Jews, a Samaritan, who they would have no contact with, and illustrates that that guy knew what it was to be a good neighbor. Did you understand? And his point was, we're to love other people, period, whether we like them or not, okay? And, and and we should be binding our freedoms for them, okay? Our, our freedoms as Christians. So then he gets back to the issue of meat. Are you kidding me, George? No. He's getting back to the issue of meat, and we're going to talk about how it applies to us. So look with me at verse 25. Here's what he says. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any question on the grounds of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you are deposed to go, eat whatever is set before you without raising any question on the grounds of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice then do not eat it for the sake of the one who informed you and for the sake of conscience i do not mean your conscience but his for why should my deliberate liberty be determined by somebody else's conscience if i partake with thankfulness why am i denounced because of what because of that for which i give thanks all right, so let's talk about meat now. He's, going to, he's raising a couple of interesting things here. He's kind of giving some practical advice of what to do. Okay, so here's what he says. First of all, he tells them it's okay to buy meat in the market. It's okay to buy meat in the market. That's where you get meat, right? Hopefully, not out of somebody. For us, out of somebody's trunk, right? You get it in a market, right? It would be the same thing, not out of somebody's ox cart, you know what I'm saying, you, you get it in a market. Now, here's what he's saying, he tells them not to bother asking where it came from, because that's where the problem lies. So let's say Rob is our steak salesman here in Kerwinsville, okay, and I want to buy some fresh steaks from Rob. So I go see Rob, and I say, what you got, Rob? He says, oh, I got some sirloin. I've got some New York strip. I say, oh, yeah, New York strip. Let me take a look at that. Oh, that looks really good. Now, I shouldn't ask, Paul says, in their day. So where did that New York strip come from, Rob? And Rob would say, oh, from the Temple of Zeus. It was a sacrifice. He said, for the sake of conscience, don't ask. Just eat it. Because once he tells me it's from the temple of Zeus, for the sake of other Christian brothers, should I buy it? No, for the weaker brother, I shouldn't buy it, right? Yeah, for the unbeliever. That's right, Bruce, because it does say that in a moment. It's going to say that for the unbelieving host that has you over. Why? Because you want to make a distinction between what you believe, and what he believes. So don't bother asking. Just eat it. So you, what, what happens if you eat it, then he tells you? <laughs> you <laughs> choke him out. <laughs> well, you know, that, that's getting too fine a detail. He's, <laughs> okay. Okay. I think Paul's giving us a general application here, okay? So, so if, when you're buying steak off a of rob later, guys, just don't ask him where it came from, okay? so. So that, that's the point. No, the point is, don't bother asking, Don't because you don't want to know. You don't want to be—it's not an issue. So again, he uses the issue. Why? Because here, here's what it is. All food is a blessing from God. That's his point. All food is a blessing from God. Now, sometimes it pays not to ask. Okay, so I'll give you an illustration. So the first church I pastored was in Ontario, Canada. And we had a Wednesday night prayer meeting, okay? And uh, it was a Baptist church, belonged to the Fellowship of Evangelical Baptist Churches. And uh, on the one Wednesday, every Wednesday after prayer meeting, they would have coffee and tea. But one Wednesday a month, they would have sandwiches. And the ladies in the church would take turns making sandwiches, and it normally was egg salad sandwiches. Well, I had a lady in our church. She's now gone on to be with the Lord. Her name was Pauline. And her, she and her husband, they had retired. He had retired from teaching, and they raised cattle. Okay? So they brought a beef sandwich, a beef salad sandwich. Okay? So afterwards, I'm sitting there, and I'm eating these uh, sandwiches, and I'm thinking, Pauline, these beef sandwiches are really good. And she looked at me and said, their tongue, don't tell anyone. I was <laughs> like, oh my, so I, I kind of, I had a half one, I just kind of put it down and went back to eating egg, you know what I'm saying? You know, you're like, tongue's okay, George. Well, for some people it isn't. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Until I knew, yes. See, this is the point. Don't ask. Don't ask, Okay. All food is a blessing from the Lord. Okay. Well, they're calling for a lot of boycotts for everybody right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you would know who you could say something to and who you can't say something to. Yeah, somebody might ask. I, I honestly, to be honest with you, the boycotts historically don't work except in the case of Bud Light. Okay? That's really the only time it worked. Okay? And, but I don't buy beer, so it really doesn't matter to me. I was already boycotting it anyhow. So historically, boycotts don't work. They, they're a good PR thing to do, but they don't really affect anything. The problem is today. So, like for instance, let's take the the LGBTQ issue. Okay, Wh- who are you going to boycott? That's right. Absolutely. You're going to boycott everybody. to do business with anyone. That's exactly right. You can't even go buy gas somewhere. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? So, uh, the the point is. Do, are we supportive of that? No. Probably you aren't either. Okay? So what do you do? I think you try to live in good conscience in the world you live in, knowing that. Yeah. You could run into the same issue with Christians and not Christians. Do you Christians? <clears throat> I don't even know how the boycotts there are. Yes. Oh, I know, Christians can be pretty brutal because you could sit there and be in a in like a dinner conversation with a group of Christians from different churches and you could say, oh yeah, you know, I went by Target and I, boy, they had a really good deal on this. And somebody will say, you went there? And, and belittle you for going there. And you may not even know what the issue is because some people who don't know what the issues are because they, you know, they live, they choose to live without knowing the news or whatever or listen to Christian radio or whatever. And you're like, well, I didn't know that. You know oh, and then they give you the big, spend the rest of the time telling you why you shouldn't do that. I, I think you will know who you can share stuff with, but, but then that's an innocent thing. I just went to Target. I, I don't go to Target, you know what I'm saying? I, I just went to Target, and it's not because of a boycott. It's just not my store, do you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I don't, because I don't go to Altoona. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? So. You would tell me yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know right. I don't go out of my way to tell you that. Yeah. You know, so for instance, let's, let's be honest, years ago, I mean I, I understand years ago in this church you were told not to go to the Branding Iron, okay, years ago. Um, but when I first came here, the Branding Iron then had Steak Night on Wednesday, which was pretty good. Lori and I went a couple times. Yeah, yeah, it was really good, you know what I'm saying? And, and so I went. Now, Now, here's the thing. If I knew you were the one who was pressing me about don't go there, I'm not going to tell you that I went to Steak Night there. I would just say my wife and I went out on Wednesday night and we had a good time. Do do, do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes, and I think this is the point Paul's making here, you want to limit your freedom. But in certain instances, it's okay to just not ask questions. Do do, do you understand what I'm saying? Not ask questions. He's really talking about interpersonal, how we interact with each other personally. In this instance, he's talking about it for two sakes. For the weaker brother, and Bruce already mentioned it, for the unsafe person. We're going to see that here in the meal, okay? The point is, because I could say, uh, let's say say John's the one who's got a problem with the branding, which they just reopened, okay? He's got a problem with the branding art. and I would say to him, hey John, I went to the steak night, the new one, it's really good, you need to get a grip buddy, you know what I'm saying? That's not helping John out. If anything, that's making him mad at me. You know what I'm saying? That's not not the issue. The issue should be relationships. Do you understand what I'm saying? Relationships. Okay, so let's let's go on. Paul told them that they could eat in an unbeliever's home. It's okay to be invited by an unbeliever. Okay, maybe there were some in the Corinthian church that didn't even want to go to an unbeliever's home because they were concerned about what they were being fed because chances are it came from the market if it was meat, Maybe it came from a temple or whatever. So, But Paul said, it's okay. You can go. Just don't ask questions. Okay? Paul tells them again not to bother asking where it came from. Don't ask. Okay? Don't ask. Now, if the guy volunteers and says, Boy, that was some really good steak from the temple to Zeus. Stop eating. Did you understand what I'm saying? You know, stop eating. So do not eat if the source is revealed to be from a temple. Okay, let's stop for a moment. What, what ultimately is Paul doing here? He's, he's getting us to want to consciously engage our thoughts concerning what we do. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Because most of us would just ride in, oh yeah, great steak, oh yeah, that's funny, ha ha ha, yeah, you know, and just eat and go on and not care. Not care about the people we're with, not care about the, what influence it may have on other people, I'm just doing my own thing. you know. He's wanting you to understand, quit living for yourself, live for others around you. Think about the testimony that it has on others around you. So okay, go eat in the home of an unbeliever. And if he offers you meat, eat it. But if he tells you, then don't eat it. Why? Now, he's going to tell you why here. For that guy's sake. To make a distinction between what you believe, because he knows you're a believer. He knows you don't worship at the temple. You would say, no, I'm not going to eat it. Okay? I'm not going to do that. And you don't have to get in a big discussion about that. So they were not to eat for the sake of others. And specifically here in this portion of Scripture, he says, for the sake of the one who's the host, the one who invited you over. Okay? Because you're making a distinction between what you believe and hold to and follow, the one you follow, versus their belief in some idol, some God. Okay? Some God. All right? So... So again, he restates that they had freedom to eat. You have freedom to eat, okay? You have freedom to eat, but your freedom has limitation, okay? Your freedom has limitation, and and that is the reality, okay? So he's saying he is not condemned by his actions, What do you mean he's not condemned? What do you think he's talking about when he says that? He's not condemned by his actions. When he talks about what he just said to you here, about don't ask, but if they do, don't stop. You have freedom. But he said, I'm not condemned by my actions. What's he talking about? Because you were d- considering others, yes. Yeah, I think that's what he's saying, John. I think you're right. Because here's what he's saying. So I go over. Oh, so I'm over at the meat meat market guy, okay? So I'm over at, uh, and he's cooking me a big steak on his back porch there. And, uh, and he doesn't tell me it's from Zeus. And we don't ever say anything about it being from Zeus. And we have a good time of fellowship or whatever. And... But later on, the next day, he said, boy, wasn't that a great steak? I'm going to keep getting it from the temple. Okay? My conscience is clean. I'm not guilty. Because I didn't know. I didn't know. Do you understand what I'm saying? I didn't know. You and I, in our community, interact with other Christians who maybe go to a church that is really strict, who feels very strongly about that, and so they're convinced that you're not being a good Christian by doing that. It has nothing to do with salvation. It has to do with you're backslid. You're not doing right. You're you're liberal. uh, Yes, I saw you go in that place. Now, how do you handle that? Okay? Depends on the person. Yes. I think it's why you need to try to tell her he's not going to hell because of that. He's only going to help you as to believe in Jesus Christ as he sees. Yes, okay. yes. Okay, so I, I think that, I mean, I understand what Paul's saying. Okay? okay, yeah, remember, he's just generalizing because he's just trying to communicate a truth about okay. having restraint on our... Christian for 20 years. Yes. Okay? Someone needs to educate you at some point what really being a Christian is. Yes, that's exactly right. Now, wait a minute, hold on a second. Lori, she's been holding her hand up back there, and I've been purposely ignoring her for a while now. So go ahead, Lori. No. Okay. Yeah. It's more of are we being loving in the way that we're Yes. Okay. Because <clears> I don't think that we can figure all of these experiences out we're going to establish our own legal Yes. Yep, you're right, Lori. And I and I think I think your point is good. I think Bruce's point is good as well. I, I think you have to take it case by case. You know, and then decide, you know, what to do, and how to handle it. And so in an instance of somebody who's making wrong statements concerning someone's salvation and their standing with God, then you have to say to them, that has nothing to do with their standing with God. You have to educate them, you know if you can. Some of them are closed-minded, you can't, okay? Some of them are so closed-minded, you can't. But then you have to choose, for their sake, for harmony, do I even bother going there, you know what I'm saying? So, John, John, what were you going to say? Well, I think we can only do as much as we can do. And, and like, there are the systems of property standards, as much as it's able for you to do. Yes. But you can't please everybody. And I think this no. is the same kind of situation. You can do everything you can try to do that, that you think you can do. And then beyond that, it's outside your control. Yes. With that, with that person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Your you intentions know. Intentions are to, you know, like she said, not draw a line or to, you know, fight, fight, fight with somebody. Your intentions are to. I want to do the right thing um, and not cause division as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'll give you an example. So like if Brad here, let's say he's got a real big problem with Wendy's. He doesn't like square patties. Okay. <laughs> he's got a real big problem. He thinks that's you know whatever is that's just not right. And I like eating at Wendy's. I ate at Wendy's yesterday on the way to go get Lori from the airport. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right. So, so I, you know, I'll say to, you know, Brad and I are talking. He'll say, well, how was your Saturday? You know, I went down to see Lori and I stopped in Punxsie for a while and got lunch. But I avoid telling him because I know he's not going to be able to handle hearing that I went to. I'll say, you know, they're building across from the Wendy's. They're building a new Arby's there. Did you notice they're building a new Arby's? I'll I'll say I just stopped somewhere. I always stop at Sheets, so I can tell you I went to Sheets. I did. No, no, but I did. No, I, I did stop at Sheets to get an iced tea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Intentionally poke the bear. Be considerate. Yeah. Be considerate and don't poke the bear. Okay. Yeah. I. I, Yeah. And I think Lori's point is. You can't come up with a, this is what you have to do in every situation, because it then becomes what? Legalism on its own. I think you have to take it case by case. You know, do you know what I'm saying? It's case by case. So. I think there'd be a too to say- and I can tell Brad to get over having a problem with square, square oh, patties. Not, not you got to do it in the lobby. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. And if they're an unbeliever you don't, the you don't poke the bear. Yeah, okay. You're talking about relationships there, Denny, and that's really good. Yeah. Okay, so he's going to finish up with verse 31 and verse 1 about uh, freedom and God's glory. Okay, so this is what should be binding us. Okay, so look with me. Here's what he says, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or to the church of God. Just as I try to please everyone and everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may, and here's the key word, they may be saved, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So here's, here's what's guiding him. When he talks about his freedom, okay, here's what he's saying. We do all things for the glory of God. That's got to be the overriding principle, is what I'm doing is my interaction with others, bringing glory to God. How I'm dealing with you, am I dealing with you in a way that's gonna bring glory to God, okay? Bottom line, you know? That was the first question of the Westminster Catechism. What is the chief end of man? To glorify God and enjoy him forever. That's the whole purpose of man, is to glorify God, okay? So we're to do all things for the glory of God. We're warned not to do anything that might offend others. So you, you need to be conscious about poking the bear with people. Do, 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 you, know, do you know what I'm saying? So, okay, let, let's let talk for a moment. So we just came through COVID, all right? We've got a political season going on. Those two things were things that could poke the bear with people you understand uh, I, testimonies of I've hear people talking about yeah we used to go to Thanksgiving and, and and those two topics came up and war broke out you know what I'm saying and and it's it used to not be that way it used to be we were really loving and we enjoyed the football game Here, here's what Paul would Paul would say that don't bring it up don't, don't go don't go the way of politics if somebody else you let it go. Do you understand? Know what I'm saying? Don't, don't bring up the COVID, because there are different opinions about COVID. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't go there. So his point is, is don't do anything that might offend others. And he lists everybody there. Look, he lists the Greeks, that means unbelieving. Gentiles, he lists the Jews, they're unbelieving in the Messiah. And then the Church of God. Did you understand? Don't, don't do things that would provoke people. Be conscious. I think that's part of what's going on in our society today: is we're, we're not dealing with people with. I, I, I had the word, I lost it. We're, we're not dealing. We're not gracious with people. We're not tolerant of each other. You know, so you know, like if, if you know, like I used to like the. I was when I was real big. I was a Redskin fan. I know they're called something else now. Okay, so I'm interacting with a Cowboy fan. I mean, I like the cowboys, okay? But I'm not gonna put their face in it. Now I have some friends who would, but I mean, you know, I'm not gonna put their face in it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, the, the reality is, is why? Because I'm thinking about other people, okay? So we're warned not to do anything that might offend others. Paul gave up his freedom so that others could come to what? Jesus. Jesus. He gave up his freedoms so that others could come to Christ. You know, with that, I I think that's that's kind of where we need to re-examine things today. I I know we're so strongly opinionated in our positions. Could you give them up for the sake of somebody else so that maybe they could come to Jesus? Even if you think they're right? Right. Well, do you need to tell her you went where you went to eat? Well, she asked me. No, but isn't that a point of you know? If he doesn't say to her, then what if she? What if something happens to her and she loses her life? She's thinking she's going to go. Yeah, I think you need to so there is at some point there. Okay, don't wait to when she asks you where you went. Somehow bring up a, somehow have a conversation later on or beforehand. Before her. Yeah, I would say what. Here's what Paul would do. Okay, so you got to wrestle this if you would do this. Here's what Paul would do. Paul would do if he's if he was you and he's going out for lunch. He he wouldn't. He wouldn't go to that steakhouse. Right. No, I don't go anywhere. No, but but what what I'm saying is Paul would beforehand not go to the steakhouse so that he wouldn't even be asked. Yeah. He gave up his freedoms not so much to what they think. He gave up his freedoms so that they could possibly come to Christ. There's a difference. But I know if he gave up his freedom, how are they going to come to Christ if they don't know it's wrong? If their belief is wrong, if their belief is wrong, then he can—he's not going to cause the offense. Right. Really? okay. So if out? you don't cause the offense, if look, how, how much time are you going to spend with me if I offend you? Probably a long time because you're. Okay, for, all right, I'll go to, go to somebody who is offended. All right. Uh, 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 let's say we're not friends, Brad, okay? Let's say we're not friends, Brad. If I'm, if I'm offending you with my actions and what I do, how much time are you going to spend with me? Oh, yeah. not do it. You're just not going to do it. But if I'm trying to reach you, and I know that there's something that I'm doing that is a stumbling block for right. me to get... I understand what you're saying. I you think through relationships. You, it's through any. How do you reach anybody, Danny? It's through relationships. But I think Paul, I think he was showing a very clear line, like with the with the meat. Okay. So. Yeah. With <laughs> with Rob over okay. here. So okay. He invited you to his house, and he didn't tell you. Then you're not going to. I'm not going to go anyway. there. Yeah. Yeah, I believe something completely different. Well, but, well, he I would even say, well, you know, I can't eat anymore. I, I've got to stop eating. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. You're drawing the line.
1: Yes, it really you're drawing the line. It's God yeah. defending Because if,
0: if he, just you and him are eating, he cooked you this nice steak. And right before you eat it, he and he tells you where it's from. If you, you don't it. eat it, are you going to offend him? Well, why is he tell him that? He's obviously. But, I mean, what happens if he did tell him? Because he has an agenda. He's telling him because here's my buddy that's a He wants to Okay, all right, but I'm here. here Here's what I'm going to say, Denny. Okay. Yeah, he Here, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what Paul says, and we got to go with what Paul well, says. I know what Paul says, but what but, happens if, if Paul if just that gives up his freedom, like he says there, and then all of a sudden, just say for instance, the thing. if it's just you and him eating, and he cooks his steak and he has it all laid out, and then right when you sit down to eat, he tells you. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. I'm going to go with what Paul says. Paul says. Stop eating. Now, okay, but here's the thing. Am I trying to find a reason not to do what Paul says? No, you stop eating. But how's that going to affect the bridge that you're trying to build with your friends? Well, I mean, I think I would have to take it take it step by step and explain to him why I can't. I can't eat that meat, Bruce. I mean, no, excuse me, not Bruce. He's not offering it. Rob, I can't no, eat no, that. Not, that's my thing okay. to do is how to explain it. I can't eat that, Rob, because you know I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and yeah. What were you gonna say, John? Well, I think we're all sitting here trying to figure out how we would do this in our own power, but if we're trying to live Christ, yes. You know, Yeah. And this is how I'm going to react. Yeah. Okay, okay. So let me say this because we're running I've got two minutes, so I've got one more point I gotta make here. Okay. Um but let me just say this. Your your point is we're trying to work it out, John, and you're right. And actually I would say to you, good. Because that means you're just not going with the flow. You're living your life. You want to glorify God with your life. And so you're thinking through, now what do I do if I face this situation? What do I do when I'm with her? And she says this. What do I do? How do I do this? How do I how do I be a testimony for Christ? You have to think through those things personally, based upon your situation, who you meet with, who you interact with. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Because... I'm not going to give you a principle of how to handle your mother-in-law or how to handle him. me telling him I'm not going to eat more, any more steak. I, I, can't. I just know what Paul said, okay? Paul said, stop. Where it goes from there, you let the Spirit guide you. Do you understand what I'm saying? What were you going to say, Lori? Yes, and be loving about it. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. And I think the key thing is be loving about it. Do you understand? I wouldn't be like, well, yeah. I'm sorry, bro. You're you're worshiping something fake. Forget it. I'm not eating it. You know what I'm saying? The, Yeah. Well, that would have been offensive in their culture as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, let's continue on here. So we're called to follow Paul's example. That's the bottom line. And, and what is his example? He thinks through his actions with other people because he ultimately wants to see them What? Saved, and I would even go so further because he was talking about the weaker brother earlier, or growing in Christ. Did you, do you understand what I'm saying? Growing in Christ. Quit thinking about you, think about others. That's the point that he's making here, okay? And so next week, are you ready for this? Because he's going to get to this whole issue of freedom. He's going to talk about women and head coverings. Oh, I heard him, oh, brother. Okay, so bring your doilies next week, ladies, okay? No, I'm just kidding, okay? But no, it was a cultural issue. We're going to see that it's a cultural issue. And the ladies in the Corinthian church felt they had the freedom to just forget what the culture says or how the culture dresses. They weren't going to do it. They had freedom in Christ. They could do whatever, and he's going to talk about that. So it's a cultural issue. But it's, again, an extension of this issue about freedom, okay? So we're going to talk about that next week. All right?